0: Two Humorous Nurses with Kelly and Alicia. The podcast we're having an altered sense of
1: reality really helps. That's good.
0: <laughs> Welcome to our second episode of Two Humorous Nurses where we plan to bring you funny, informal, conversational chat about all things nursing. Today we are
1: discussing expectation versus reality. Nursing. It isn't just wearing fitted scrubs, working day shifts with your best mates, flirting with the doctors. It's bodily fluids, a million call bells and no doctors in sight. Alicia, what nursing expectations did you have prior to becoming a nurse? Well, like I said in (laughs)
0: our last episode, I really didn't have any. I didn't know what the hell nurses even did. And I think I'm actually really surprised um how well I took it all <laughs> like because I think you know your first placement's in aged care and it's not what you think nursing is but I loved that like I really didn't I love old people but
1: <laughs> I thought that I'll was never forget my aged care placement I had this little lady come up to me and she was like oh darling and she put both her hands on the side of my cheeks and wiped them down <laughs> i we're covered in poo oh <laughs> <laughs> She's probably dead now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my
0: goodness. (laughs) I never had anything like that. I always loved working in aged care. Like, I mean, it was the hardest work. I mean, you know, you do... Because sometimes eight showers before breakfast, like, it is absolute chaos. I think things have changed a bit now. Um, uh, It's far more person-centred. But um, anyway... I don't know
1: how people... um, Like, it's funny how everyone loves different areas of nursing. Like, how do you become an aged care nurse? Like, how is that something... I can understand the theory behind it, but I couldn't put it in practice. I studied like with a girl
0: that was like, I want to be a geriatric nurse. And I was like, yeah. power to your sister.
1: Someone's got to do it. Paediatric <laughs> nurses. Oh, God. That was me. No thanks. That was me
0: all the way through uni. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hate kids. I love it. Um, my, I'm surprised how much nurses can actually do, especially when you become a senior nurse um, and in a small hospital, you know, you are almost the be all and end all. Um, sometimes you know, there's an emergency and you're the only person that was there from the beginning to the end and, you know, there may not be a doctor there and that's, um, amazing to me that, you know, nurses can have so much responsibility and nurses can make those big decisions and, you know, I think nurses don't always get the credit that they deserve, um, that we deserve in those kind of situations. I think that was yeah, definitely really it's surprising to me. Yeah, because especially working from going from working in a big hospital where you've got you know a ridiculous amount of support and you never feel alone, to then and and you feel like and you can call a met when your patient drops their blood pressure, like and then you've got doctors and teams of nurses and you know you've got seven people that come to figure it out and to work it out and improve your patient and you know when you work in a small hospital. It doesn't work that way, and I think even, I still learn things about, you know, the extent of nursing capabilities. Like yeah, definitely. That still is that is so wide, such
1: a wide range. Yeah, I think I worked in very very small hospitals, like six six bed, really very rural mm. um, hospitals, not remote or anything, but um, we didn't have doctors on weekends, and nearest yeah. doctor was like a hundred is away did you have like an ed or an urgent care center um something? we had well uh, now having worked somewhere that has an urgent care i would call it an urgent care yeah, sure. um but we only had two nurses on staff wow. um and i was an en at the time so one r and one en AN. um and you know someone came in you, you had to make a decision straight away do they stay or do you, you send them somewhere else um and again like you said nurses making those decisions like you can call the on-call doctor But they can't do anything. So if that person's coding, there's nothing you can do. You can't chew because there's no one to run Mm. the tiny little machine to keep them going because doctors only can use that. Mm. You can do the best you can with what you've got um, and hope that, um, like the flying, sorry, rural flying doctors can get there quick enough to help you. But to be honest, like in those small areas, I mean, you have the best time as well because I stitched up as sheep. Like... (laughs) (laughs) someone brought their sheep yeah because the vet was off and the nearest vet was too far away (laughs) and it was his favorite pet sheep so you get to do cool things and you get to go out um and do stuff and and like i've worked in massive big city hospitals too Mm. private and public and they're just so exciting oh yeah as well Mm. um not an ed i'm not an ed nurse i hate ed um i don't don't like adrenaline (laughs) 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 my body's response to adrenaline is not favourable. Run, fight and fight. Yeah, to the <laughs> toilet for either end. So we'll just keep... <laughs>
0: <laughs> see. I I feel like well, I guess that's another maybe that's another expectation versus reality kind of thing for me. I never thought that I would handle emergency situations as well as I do, and I will never forget my first one. And after, and that was the first one that I'd led the clinical emergency team, and. um I'll never forget people – it was, like, the moment that people started to trust me, I think, because it was, like, my first, um, you know, emergency as an anum, and And um, I think being young, like, I think – I must have been 24. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, you know, for people who've been nursing longer than I've been alive, to trust that I'm going to be able to handle myself and handle the situation, I think that was a positive reality shock for me because – you don't truly know yourself, I think, um, until you know how you behave in situations that are challenging, I think, and that's
1: in yeah, all of life, I think. definitely. And I think in nursing, like every year we do our advanced, well, you know, basic life support, like we all that. knew
0: <laughs> When was the last time you did your advanced life
1: support? Not long ago. Oh, that's good. I've never used it. <laughs> but um, like every year. <laughs> Touch I Touch <mean>, wood, bitch. <laughs> are we calling you but every you know every year we do our basic life support and we um you know we know we know the absolute basics of it in theory but if you haven't put that in practice um you know I'm okay in crisis situations but I don't like being in them so to Mm. be honest I've never really been I've certainly never led a code um I never want to Mm. it's not my thing I've been in one, and I think the first time I ever saw someone defibrillated, I literally was like, "Oh god, that's not like on TV. <laughs> they got it wrong." Like <laughs>
0: after all that, you know, the shit that magnetizes to me, never actually properly used the defib wood. Now I'm gonna friggin' end up using it, bloody hell! <laughs> but like, I mean, I've you know, we've done CPR and I've had all sorts of different kind of arrests and. Um, I think majority of my arrests have been respiratory arrests, uh, or anaphylactic arrests. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I've never been like I've seen Bondi Rescue.
1: <laughs> God, those guys on that show! Mad, on, I watch. Mate, they I need watch to go
0: and do their nursing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, I watch um, like emergency, you know, like um, ambulance oh, mate, and paramedics with yeah. him, with my daughter. Yeah. And she's only, like, she's almost eight mm-hmm. and she knows I work in a hospital. Um, she actually thinks I own ambulances and that I run them. But <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, okay. that's not me. But she watches those shows with me and they, they show pretty nitty gritty mm, stuff. Absolutely. And we have um, conversations about it and the realities of life and death because, um, you know, in her that's short definitely. life she's been exposed yeah. to quite a few close people mm-hmm. to her passing away. And um, we, you know, like at the end I explained to her that, most of the time, they show good ones that they they live they and they them, yeah. and so we have conversations about that. But I think, you know, when you step out after, so I did eighteen months of training to become an enrolled nurse, and you step out onto the floor and you're like in your crisp. I oh, wore well dresses back then, nursing <laughs> dresses. Oh my god, it was blue. Thank goodness. You're
0: just gonna, like everyone is gonna know how old you are.
1: I don't care. Okay. You know, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. Yeah. But <laughs> But, um, yeah, like I stepped out onto the floor and I was just like, why, why? what? Like they're my patients. I have to yeah. keep them alive. And,
0: yeah. That's you know, a huge reality shock as it is. Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah.
1: Because you don't, you know, you don't, you don't know anything. <laughs> and when you're a student, you're not allowed to do anything I without know, supervision. So and then true. all of a sudden I had like six patients. Yeah, it's mental. And I was on a, um, you know, a surgical ward and we, it was, I was just like, what am I doing? Like, I don't know what to do. And thankfully I was on a ward that I had very supportive uh, senior nurses. My nurse manager was absolutely amazing who like set us up to just have good goals each year and and to make sure that, you know, that you continued learning and that didn't just stop when you left TAFE. Or uni.
0: I feel like you learn like 1% of what you use. Like, not even like 1%. I feel like it came out
1: and like within three months, I was like, oh, wow, you do that. I remember
0: looking after um, patients and I had no idea what their surgery was. Like, you know, that should be fundamental. Like, um, but you really do these case studies, Mm. you know, in your third year of like a specific surgery. I knew what a um, TERP was. Yeah. I knew what a total hip replacement was because that's what we'd had done in our um case studies but you know we we never had
1: the first time c- i saw the inside of a human body and i was like oh the gallbladder's there i'd set up the table the wrong way around and the like with the all the recording equipment like because it was a laparoscopy yeah, yeah. it set up the wrong end and when then like the nurse i was working with walked in she's like kelly i said oh god i thought what? Thought like, God, why God, is it, it up there? there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought it was like I had it all down at the toes. They're like, no, you yeah. needed the head, you idiot. Like,
0: <laughs> just yeah, there's so much you don't know. I think, no. I think. Well, do you know? And speaking of theater, like, I feel like that was one of the biggest shocks to me was going to theater and going. I didn't learn any of this. No. Like, yeah, there's one thing to learn about the body and about the you know processes and systems and you know assessment, but it's another thing to go. Here is a list of 300 pieces of equipment that you need to know Mm. what they're for, what their names are and what sizes they come in or what, you know, what they're going to be used for, like um, how they work, how to put them together. And let's not forget that the surgeons call them different things. Oh, mate. Like I think that was a huge shock to me. Just like I couldn't believe that there was a nursing job full of... Like sterile technique, you barely touch on sterile technique no. when you're a student and, you know, I had no experience in theatre whatsoever and just going there and feeling like it was completely Don't touch anything boring. blue. Yeah. Don't touch a blue. <laughs> don't touch my face. Just nope, stand don't. next oh to God. the wall and put your hands behind your back. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then when you scrubbed, you're like, just hold them in your boobs. Just <laughs> hold them in your boobs. I pray, like pray, pray. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would like, I think jam and
0: bread, like drink with jam, jam yeah, and bread. I can like, hold my hands in front of me like that. <laughs> Um, of course, it's a musical reference.
1: Oh, it's my favorite. Movie. It's my favorite movie of all time.
0: Is it really?
1: Sound of Music? Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, I love We're it. I can, I can do all the parts. I can do all the parts. We should do a reenactment. Oh, of it. People would love, it. love that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. oh. Um, and also, I think the biggest part of nursing shock is that shift work. Oh, I mean, there's nothing better than not having a life because. <laughs> Your friends will be like, you want to come out? And I'm like, I'm a late shift or I'm on an early tomorrow. I've got all this money and I can't use it. <laughs> I bought a car and I was like, why? I catch the train to work. Yeah. Like, I can't go anywhere. That's good. It was, um, yeah, I think it was. You know, and you want to hope that your friends – and I kept saying "On, please keep asking me. Please keep – don't forget to ask. Like I'm Mm -hmm. probably saying no nine times out of ten, but that one-tenth I'm getting written off. Like (laughs) You'll have to nurse me. (laughs) I think –
0: and that's hard too because people aren't really that understanding, especially when it's a function or something and you haven't got much notice. Like our rosters are done three months in advance. Thank you, ANMF.
1: Yeah, not back in the day. Yeah,
0: I know. But that's the thing like (laughs) – oh, well, What?
1: Nah, Ross's weren't done that far. Oh, frigging hell. <laughs> well,
0: and, the, and the whole like working three shifts in a week, like I could easily do two early a late and a night shift in a week and that is not something that I was ever used to. Like, I mean, I as a grad you do earlys and lates. You don't yeah. do nights generally. And then when you work in theatre you do earlys and lates and then you might do on call but I really didn't do a great deal of on call. Yeah. And then, you know, you work in acute and it's like
1: just and you you know sometimes you might finish an early shift and it's been like the worst shift of they've had in weeks where so you might be on day eight mm. and you go home and literally all you want to do is sleep and they're like come out i'm like no i can't i can't and they don't understand like i know cam like my hubby he always says to me oh good day at work because i've walked in and i'm like he's like hi and i'm like fuck off <laughs> Why? Because I just use all my nice up at work. Oh yeah. Like I have a lot of tolerance and patience used... for my patients. Yeah, yeah. But I get home and Cam's like nice to me, and I'm just like this raging. He's like, "Good day, then." I,
0: I use all <laughs> my brain capacity at work, oh. so I get home and I'm dumb as dog shit.
1: Like that's why I love reality TV. Give me the Kardashians, <laughs> and I'm like all the Real Housewives, and I like switch off. People yeah, don't so understand true. it. Cam's like, "Why do you watch that crap?" And I'm like, "Because it's because I don't nothing. need to think. Yes, yeah, so I can true. literally." Sit there and just be like, yeah. "Oh, Rena, you're so funny." I
0: think, and being in charge for me is far more exhausting. Like you've got three times as many patients or four times as many patients to think about, and, um, and particularly, I feel like I get um, like cognitive fatigue or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, especially if there's an arrest, I almost like just.
1: Oh, that's it. Yeah, you oh, like you're done. Like all it's all the brain. adrenaline. Yeah, it it's so the true. adrenaline. Yeah, it's so true. Um, I think. Uh, like other you know well I had re- quite a big reality shock as well when I moved from EN to RN so I'd been Ian for 10 years I did my RN I did it um externally whilst I was working in a very small country town I didn't go to uni just did it all online it was great oh, yeah. and um you probably got more out of that than I did <laughs> going face-to-face full time <laughs> yeah. no pub I never had I've never had that uni pub life experience but Neither anyway it doesn't matter <laughs> And then because um, I, I was mature with, age. Well, I was too, working apparently. three jobs and lived yeah. out of
0: home <laughs> and was teaching children how to swim in my spare time. <laughs> like I had nothing.
1: Well, I, um, yeah, I got a job. I got a grad year in, um, in a big private hospital, which I was very lucky to get. It's absolutely my final preceptor um, on my last placement loved me and um she was friends with the grad program coordinator at the hospital so I managed to because I missed out on all grad programs not because it's
0: not because you were a good nurse no I
1: didn't actually apply because I was living in the country so they deemed me a country student so when all the but I didn't want to do a country grad I wanted to do a city grad I had all intention of going back to the city because I'd been country for so long and and ENs back then didn't um they were only just starting to be able to do things like IV and that in the mm-hmm. city so in the rural there was no way they were caught up yeah um i did very little medications so i did all um like care based yeah, yeah. which is fine because i loved it mm-hmm. um and then yeah so i got the great grad program at a great hospital and um <laughs> i was on a medical oncological oncology ward Oh, God, I just died. I died. Everyone, I didn't get any supernumerary days because I was short staffed and they're like, You're a nurse. And I'm like, Mate, what? I have
0: to. (laughs) I'm an EN from a little. Yeah, I was (laughs) like,
1: I mean, I can deal, I can do the care, no Mm -hmm. dramas. And they um, team nursed, which I had never done. And then RN that I was with um, just, she just picked up my slack. So I didn't do the medications. I did all the showering and I did did. the EN role because. um, And because they were so busy and they were so short-staffed and it was, you know, they were, the ward itself was sort of struggling, um, no one saw that I was. And I was, you know, two weeks into a grad program and <laughs> I was going home crying. Yeah. and I said to Cam, I don't want to be a nurse. <laughs> this is dumb. <laughs> I'll just get a job at Woolies. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and uh, you know, three weeks in, my, I just broke down in the handover room and um, the manager finally saw and she pulled me aside and, sat me down and then basically rearranged everything so that I was put with um, a really good nurse who was my buddy and she walked through everything. It wasn't that I didn't know how to be a nurse. It was just that I didn't know how to do – the expectation was that I could do it. Yeah. And I needed support like a new grad and they treated me like an old nurse. Yeah, you're right. but you know.
0: I reckon that still happens though, that, oh. and especially. And if re- you're I mean, older. Yeah, yeah. So if you're
1: a new grad and you're coming out and you're like 21 and they're like, oh, you know nothing. But then you're a new grad and you're 32, mm. the level of expectation that you know it yeah, you're right. and you've been a nurse for it's you know 10 hard. years yeah. or well, by that point. It's and especially if you've
0: worked in that same hospital where you, like, I think now it's like almost discouraged, like people should. If they're going to be an in one hospital, go and be a grad in another. Like Yeah. yeah because And and I even found that working um, in theatre, I felt like once you're a junior, you're always a junior there. I felt like no one ever really gave me the yeah. opportunity to grow. No one ever saw me as um, a potential leader. No yeah. one ever sort of gave me credit where credit was due. It was always kind of like, you're the grad, you were the grad. And even when I wasn't a grad, yeah. it's still felt that way and it wasn't yeah. until I moved hospital
1: and people were like, oh, my God, oh, this girl's got potential. That's exactly <laughs> what happened when I came here. So, yeah. being, you know, I was stepping up into a um, leadership role within the theatre um, specialty that I was in because yeah. the um, we call them clinical nurses in Western yeah, yeah. Australia. So the clinical nurse that was in that area stepped up into um, theatre management and so I just took that role on because that was my specialty as well and I had all the knowledge and so I took over, but I was never acknowledged. And then when mm. I was going for my PDP that year, and I thought, oh, I'm going to apply, I'm going to ask. So yeah. you didn't need you didn't need positions for this. It was like a yeah, promotional position, CNS, like um, yeah. yeah. And so I thought, I'm going to apply, I'm going to apply, and boom, pregnant. <laughs> and oh. then I was like, they're never going to give this to me now. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and my priorities changed obviously yeah, as well. Of course, yeah. And um and I knew that I probably couldn't go back to theatre after yeah. I had a baby because it was a private hospital and the level of expectation of overtime and things were yeah um, it, unreasonable it was, for yeah. a baby yeah and um and yeah so then I I didn't bother but when I came over here I mean within six months of being here people were like you need to apply mm. you know you're And everyone was praising me and they were saying how good a job I was doing. And I was like, oh, I never had this anywhere. Even Mm. though they all loved me and I did – and, I, you know, everyone thought I was a good nurse. I didn't have a bad reputation. Yeah. I just never got that acknowledgement. Mm. And I think it was just going to a new hospital. Yeah, absolutely. And fresh eyes
0: and people – and the impression that you make on people. Like, obviously, the impression you make on some people when you're first starting compared – like, you know, is different to – Something, you know, five years yeah. down the track at a different hospital. And I
1: think that's why we need to nurture our like our nursing oh, shit. I mean, right. nurses eat their young.
0: <laughs> We're totally Women. gonna do another
1: episode <laughs> on that. <laughs> but I think like I love having nursing shins and uh, you know, yeah. like I'm always encouraging people to come and and get new opportunities yeah. and I'm happy to teach. I'm not good with my words, So then I'm like, put that do the lucky on that thing there and I'm pointing because I can't touch a sterile field so and true. I'm like, you can do it, just do it. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> put that thing there and they're like, what? what I uh, but I think, um, yeah, like we should appreciate that. We've all been in that position. Absolutely. And we need and to make people feel comfortable to ask questions. No one, oh, yeah. like if people do something, so there's two scenarios. You either ask a question because you're not sure and you don't mm-hmm. want to do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. If you – no one – like no one – it's never a dumb question. No, people
0: always say to me, oh, I've got a dumb question. I'm like, there are no dumb questions. Or I'm like, yep, they're my favourite questions to answer yeah. because they're usually easy. Yeah. And if yep. you
1: ask that question, I bet there's like three or four other people around Thinking you it. that are like, oh, God, oh, I'd so rather you ask answer. me a question yeah. than go ahead and do it yeah, and make exactly a mistake right. and yeah. maybe cause harm or something.
0: Yeah, exactly right.
1: But, um, yeah, I mean – I don't know if we've been like way off topic, but I think that expect no, and I think also, <laughs> like I'm not sure I would recommend nursing as a career. Like,
0: <laughs> so my sister, my sister is 17; she's nearly 18. And last year, she was like, "I'm like, oh, have you thought about you know what you're gonna do when you finish school?" She's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go and be a nurse," and I just about died. And but I was so chuffed. I'm like. You know what? Nursing is a good career. Yeah, the people, definitely. You know, yeah. we can hang shit on it all we want yeah. and we can complain about the shift work and whatever. But we but, wouldn't do anything else. Well, and that's it. And, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, I would love being a nurse. Like, yeah. I, I love the shit that we get to do every day. Um, and just you relate to people in a totally different way. You relate to your colleagues in mm. just... I think that's another thing that totally surprised <laughs> me was how fucked up nurses are and how... We just managed, like, to come together as a family. Well, Um, I think we
1: have a shared sense of if you don't laugh, you cry. Yeah. And that it's okay to find humour in these dark areas. Mm, Absolutely. And that no one will ever understand what you've been through except those that have been there with you. And that goes for everything in life. So absolutely. Um, and I know none of my friends. I mean, they love listening to my stories, but they don't understand, and they can't provide that level of support and that, we get, that we need to the debrief that we need. So
0: true. And when you get ten nurses, if you get three nurses together, mate, you will be. In I the mean, park we have fire pit nights.
1: I know we talked about them. The bad fires, good food. But holy moly, <laughs> our laughter is oh, like ricocheting dude. around our little town, like because so we have to. It's so much fun, and it's not even. We don't even talk about work it's just mm. that we understand each other and we understand yeah, why so. we are the way we are yes
0: exactly and i i think it stops you becoming bitter yeah too because they, we all know that bitter nurse ratchet
1: you know <laughs> but nursing cranky. fatigue is a big thing like, Yeah, for sure. um compassion fatigue oh yeah um you know just everyday life like working i mean nurses struggle big time with work life balance i mean yeah. i have that now because i don't do shift anymore i literally mm. do 734 and it's mm. the best and I have every weekend off so I never have to worry about I'm anything. looking
0: forward to having a year off come April.
1: <laughs> one of the, one of the nurses I worked with um she when she went on maternity leave she wrote this amazing speech to the um like a a, a speech on Facebook just to, okay. to thank everyone yeah. in the sort of a guise of mash like she's oh. like she's got an honorable discharge and <laughs> she <laughs> in like we are in the trenches together and and um That's you cool. know it's it's so true. And I think um there's it's almost like nursing is war. <laughs> being a nurse is like being in war. Imagine in nursing shit. in a war. Oh God, no thanks, no thanks.
0: Anyway, that's really off topic. Actually, I mean, I think I we've mean, rambled we rambled, and I really now. appreciate all those nurses God. that are out there doing that. <laughs> but uh, actually, do you I really best. did want to be a nurse, and um, Mick's brother is in the army, and he's like, oh, if you're if you're already a nurse, you come in straight in as an officer, and you only have to do a couple of weeks basic training. I'm like <laughs> hell yeah. And he's like, yeah, you like you're you're already. Yeah. Like people
1: have to salute you. I'm like, fuck yeah. Oh my God, my brother's a medic in the army. um, Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know how, but anyway, he is. I don't think he's like, he's not a medic. He's like, he can give, in times of crisis, he can give morphine, he tells me. And he's so excited about that. But he'll be the one needing the morphine because we always joke. And I'm really sorry, Lachlan. But like, we always joke that he'll pull the pin on the grenade and then just throw the pin. He's that kind of kid. I don't know how he's made it through life. And I love him to bits. (laughs) He's like... He's not my favourite brother. If he's in your platoon, we're <laughs> sorry. Because <laughs> you'll be lost. 100% you'll be lost.
0: <laughs> oh. Anyway, yeah, probably should wrap it up. Thanks for listening to our humble podcast. We hope our reality met your expectations. <laughs> or not. <laughs>
1: um, what do we have coming up for the people strange enough to keep listening? Uh,
0: in episode three, we will be talking about famous or influential nurses. I think all fictional nurses really. Fictional. The topic's
1: pretty broad. I (laughs) have a really good story, (laughs) and I'm not saying what you wrote.
0: (laughs) Kelly is (laughs) supposed to say, "Ooh, I'm aroused."
1: She's obviously embarrassed. I did write in patient's note that the um, patient was fully arousable (laughs) until someone told me I should write "aroused." Aroused, not aroused. Apparently, it's different. (laughs) Rise to the occasion.
0: Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, please, and find us on all the socials. You can find us on Instagram at Two Humorous Nurses Podcast. And we'd really like you to email us with your topic suggestions. We uh, are so excited to yeah. just bring this podcast to everyone and um, hopefully have some fun, exciting, entertaining topics. Um, and we really want to hear your nursing stories too. We lo- we we are hoping to do a sort of Highlight um, reel at some point of great stories or um, funny,
1: funny,
0: funny, funny. Yeah. Fu- yeah. We just want to hear like what, what is the craziest, you know, thing that's happened to you in nursing or, you know, what's something that no one would believe about, you know, your job or. Cause we all have one of those Yeah, stories. absolutely. <laughs> and um, yeah, well, feel free to like submit them anonymously. We'd love to just um, get some of them out
1: there. So we can't wait to hear from you. You can email us at humorousnurses at gmail.com. That's humorous, like the bone. H-U-M-E-R-U-S, nurses at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.